0: Over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Somebody said to me recently, Danette, I think your brain is making this way more complicated than it needs to be. And when she said this to me, I laughed because I recognized that this was accurate. (laughs) This was true. My brain was making the thing more complicated than it needs to be. I think this is very on brand for my brain and probably for yours and brains in general. Just always wanting to think and think and overthink. But sometimes things are actually just a little more simple than that and um, so I think that this applies to self-love and I'll tell you why I was watching some post a long time ago where it was like somebody was talking about um, you know you hear about self-love and it's everywhere and she was right it is and um, that oh you have to love yourself first and when you're running a business it's all ultimately about self-love and you know Doing anything is always about self-love. It comes down to it. Every reality show, dating show, you know, we're always talking about, well, I just, I had to love myself first. But she said, nobody tells us how. But I'm here to, you know, I guess she was revealing a secret and a a formula and uh, something like that. (laughs) But I was thinking, are we wondering, (laughs) do we find this like an impossible thing? Because I think we know how to love I think it's not actually more complicated than that I'm imagining myself like I don't know why I'm picturing Sesame Street but I am kind of going down a street with a microphone and asking people for a sound bite like hey tell me how do you how do you love someone tell me how to love someone and I can ask puppets and five-year-olds and 85 year olds and I can ask a hundred different people how do you love someone We'll have an answer. Most people will have an answer. And I think we can all agree that kindness is probably going to be a thread in these answers. Um, you know, when we love someone, we don't cause them harm. We don't wish them harm. We support them. We believe in them, right? We want what's good for them. We enjoy spending time with them. We want them to feel good. We like being in their company. You know, we think that, you know, we can enhance their lives and they can enhance ours. And, um, and you know, is it complicated? Yeah, sure. And are there a lot of nuances in the different types of relationships, especially at different stages of our own emotional maturity? Absolutely. Have we ever loved and, you know, were, caused harm while we were loving? Yeah. Yeah, probably, right? At some point, did we confuse love with control? Maybe, <laughs> right? But this has happened in all of our explorations around love. And ultimately, I think especially if we asked children, so it's so fun to ask children like big questions like this, right, we would get some kind of answer. I mean, think of the dog that you love. You know the dog. You love this dog so much, right? You want what's best for it. You love spending time with it, seeing this dog lights you up inside, right? These are sometimes the way love looks. This is the way we show our love by caring for somebody, by spending time with them, by being affectionate with them, creating good memories, all of these things. It's not any different to love yourself. It's the same kinds of things. And so here, I think we can get our, this is where our brains come in and go, but, but, but I don't, they, all these scenarios, they want (laughs) to, what about this? How does this work? And I think one of the um, places that we can look is uh, David Rico, who wrote a book, a great book, um, (laughs) How to Be an Adult in Relationships. I think everyone, when they turn 18, should get a copy of how to be an adult in relationships. Um, and one of the I really, really love this book. So Rico has what he calls the five A's, these five keys to being an adult in relationships and having, um, you know, like a deep and flourishing, fulfilling relationship. Five A's, you ready? Got your hand up? <laughs> five fingers? Count them down. Okay, so they are attention. Acceptance, appreciation, affection, and allowing. Attention, acceptance, appreciation, affection, and allowing. These are the five A's he explores deeply. And, you know, it's a wonderful guide to how you can very quickly improve the energy in any relationship, right? Well, You can absolutely apply these things to yourself. If you're going to use some kind of thing as like a guide for how you love, that's a way that David Rico says how to love others, but you can absolutely apply these five A's to yourself. It's not different, right? I mean, it's different in the sense that you're a different person and when you love your best friend and you love your lover and you love your dog, it's all a little different because those relationships are made up of, you know, you and this other being. But, you know, with yourself, it's just a new person to love, right? And it can be as simple as something like, this is just one example. You can look at any, um, you know, any kind of like writings or teachings around love and loving others. And just, you know, you can imagine that you are doing that to yourself, treating yourself that way, treating yourself the way you would want to be treated. Because, dear listener, I'm sorry to say, but I'm probably sure that at some point you've been in a relationship where you didn't feel accepted or you didn't feel appreciated or there were times where you didn't get any affection or where you weren't allowed to be who you were or when someone just, I think this is one of the, the most heartbreaking is just that the tension wasn't there. It wasn't, it's like you weren't really even there. And you're like, what am I even doing here? If you've been in a relationship where you feel Uh, There must be like a specific word, um, maybe in other languages there are, but for the kind of loneliness you feel when you're with someone, where it's more lonely to be with someone than to actually be alone. That's what I think of when I think of a relationship without attention, right? So we know what it's like in the absence of these. And I hope you also have had tastes and maybe even feasts of all five of these A's in other areas of your life. Maybe they didn't come all at the same time, but when someone pays attention to you, when someone really accepts you, when someone appreciates you, is affectionate, shows you affection and allows you to be who you are. It is an incredible place. These are conditions that we flourish in. This is when love is wonderful and grows us and expands us. But guess what? You can pay attention to yourself. You can accept yourself. You can appreciate yourself. You can show affection to yourself. And you can allow yourself to be who you are. That is the same thing. And it's how you can love yourself, right? Done. Not that complicated. (laughs) Now, it's not complicated in terms of like understanding it, but of course, It's a journey, right? I mean, we're all learning in relationships with ourselves and others about how to show up better, about what our needs are, about, you know, when we feel comfortable and safe, how trust is built, all of that stuff. That's why relationships are such the rich places for us to learn and grow. I think what's so... um, lovely, actually, and even less complicated about self love than being, you know, in love with someone else is that, um, okay, you know, the the love languages, right? You've probably heard of them by I believe, Gary Chapman. Those love languages are it's another five, everyone likes things in fives. (laughs) right? So we have um, gifts, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation and physical touch. And he did some lovely work discovering these, naming these. And I think the most important aha moment that people get when they learn about the love languages are that we tend to give what we want to receive. So it's, you know, and that's why I love that he used the word languages, because it's how we understand and receive, right? So it's like, I speak English, so when I'm talking to someone else, I will speak English. English. But if English is not their language, it doesn't matter what I'm saying. They're not going to understand what the gift of whatever incredible gem I'm dropping on them <laughs> with my English language, right? They're not going to understand. And so that work by Gary Chapman is so great because you need to understand. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you speak Italian? Ah, okay. I can use some Italian, I can learn Italian so that you understand what I'm saying. If I really want to communicate with you, I need to speak in a language you understand. And that I think is so wonderful because people can feel incredibly unseen in a relationship if their love language is words of affirmation and their partner's love language is acts of service and they really don't care about words of affirmation, this other person will feel starved Not knowing, not hearing the words that they want to hear so badly while their partner is out shoveling the snow off of their car and like, you know, folding their laundry all nice and, you know, doing things for them because that's how they show their love, right? But they'll be like, I don't know what's going on. She's out there shoveling snow, but like, I just want to hear that I matter. (laughs) I just want to hear that like she cares about me, right? it's like, it's so heartbreaking, right? Because you could have two people who really, really love each other, but when they don't speak the same language, something can get lost very quickly, right? You get that lonely feeling, which is so sad in that case, because it's not that the love isn't there. It's just that, you know, the communication, the delivery system for the love, you know, is needs some translating. Well, when you're doing this with yourself, you don't have to do any of the translating, right? If you're love languages, gifts, and you love gifts, you can buy yourself something done, right? You love to give it, you love to receive it done. There's no translating going on. So you can instantly tell what it is that you need. And that's why I love that the first A, Dave Rico's five A's, the first A is attention, it has to start there, right? If you are not paying attention to yourself, dear listener, if you're keeping really busy, if you are very distracted, Um, all of this by the way completely understandable we're in a very you know everybody wants our attention and if we have a lot of responsibilities if we are caretakers um, if we're just trying to like get through the day and then come home want to binge watch something to decompress we're not necessarily paying attention to ourselves right that means paying attention to how you're feeling Being paying attention to how your day is going, just paying attention to anything that you might need. Um, Without the attention, the others kind of don't matter. You won't really know how to apply them if you're not paying any attention, right? Like how can you accept something that you don't notice? How can you appreciate something that you don't notice, right? So starting with attention, just paying attention to yourself. I think that's why too... um, Journaling practices are so great, right? Because this is a way where we can start to pay attention. Or if you're a meditator, right? You can start to like, you know, maybe you're doing some morning yoga or some kind of guided meditation. You're checking in with your body or paying attention, just doing a quick scan, right? Like, how am I feeling right now? How am I standing right now? Just noticing is where it can all begin. This is something you can do right now in this second. You probably did when I said... (laughs) notice how you're standing, right? Notice where your body is in space. Notice how you really feel. Notice what you are wanting or needing right now. Accepting it. Now, all of these things, of course, they take work, but they take work in all relationships. As I was looking at these uh, five A's, I was thinking, yeah, that makes sense. Attention. Yeah. Accepting. Accepting ourselves, right? That's like, accepting life basically it's an act of real kindness to give ourselves some show ourselves some mercy some love respect this is self-compassion right um appreciation right this is like i really appreciate what i've done i'm really grateful i'm really proud of what i've done um i'm so glad that i canceled that thing because i really needed this time you know um these things made sense to me but when i looked at affection i thought Huh. <laughs> hmm. and the first thing that came to my mind was that hilarious thing we used to do as kids um, where you maybe you walk over to like the corner uh, of a room and you like face the corner but you wrap your arms around you so that like your hands are peeking over the shoulders and you like it looks like you're making out like if someone was behind you it looks like someone's clutching your your shoulders and making out I was like that's not it <laughs> But affection obviously can be physical and often it is. And especially, you know, in our relationships with other people um, that can play a huge role. But affection is so much more than this. I've been thinking about it for the last few days. It can be a tone, right? It's really about like um, emotion, right? It's about feeling. It's um, you can have an affectionate tone. You can speak to yourself in an an affectionate way. You can dress or undress with affection. You can wash your face with affection, right? You can just move through your day with affection. This is like, do you do something to make yourself feel, even putting on a sweater, putting on your favorite hoodie, right? There's a way you can just whip on the hoodie and zip it up and move on with your day. Or when you put on, you can savor that feeling and savor and appreciate. A lot of these things go together. You can, paying attention to how it feels, appreciating the affectionate feeling of wrapping this warmth around you, right? And, you know, obviously sex and that kind of stuff and pleasurable touch, you can absolutely Do everything that you would like to do with yourself, right? This isn't limited. You don't need someone else. And allowing, I think, is also so beautiful. Allowing yourself to be who you are. Uh, Allowing yourself to grow. This is not like restricting and controlling. Allowing, I think, is such a beautiful one because I think a lot more about um, the time, right? Allowing what will happen over time. Acceptance is maybe more in the moment to me, and allowing is letting yourself grow and change, letting yourself age, letting yourself change your mind. Ah, You know, and um, I was thinking about all of these things. And just like, I don't know, just, it makes me sad when people kind of like, fan the flames of making self love so confusing, or controversial, um, or d- debate on what it is and what it isn't. I think it's interesting, though, right? It, it can really, like, charge people up, people can get very angry about it, um, defensive about it, want it to be one thing and not another thing. But dear listener, just like all love, it doesn't have to look like anyone else's. And just like all love you're gonna make some mistakes along the way. You're gonna accidentally hurt the one you love every once in a while. Right? I know how hard that is when you're doing that to yourself. When you hurt yourself, when you don't allow yourself to be who you are, when you speak to yourself, not in an affectionate tone, but in a a mean critical tone, when you don't accept yourself, when you ignore yourself and not pay attention, right? I mean, we know what that feels like. That's part of it, right? We do that in our relationships with others. And of course, we're going to do that to ourselves. And so, you know, self-marriage to me is, it's so important for me to include that word. And I, because it's really not about these quick fixes, or this intellectual concept, or is it bubble baths or not? Like, we don't need to have these debates. No one needs to tell you what it means to love you. No one, you don't need instructions from someone else on how to love yourself. I think, you know, this is just something we need space for, to tune into. And it's a, it's a lifelong commitment, right? Now, I think I have made the error <laughs> in the past of um describing self-marriage as something that you haven't done until you've done it like something that we might aspire to like i am married to myself and you know if you didn't do what i did i guess you're not you know um not everybody will identify with this or resonate with this but i think it was really important to kind of switch this around because actually I believe you already are married to yourself. Not really by choice, (laughs) right? You're along for this ride. You're in this body. It's literally till death do you part. That's it. It's you and you. It's the only guarantee here, right? So you're already married. It's like, if you will, it's been arranged. (laughs) It's already happened. It's here. You're in it. But just because you are already married to yourself, that doesn't mean that it's a good marriage. That doesn't mean that it's an enjoyable marriage. That doesn't mean that it's a marriage that's really enhancing your life. Because if you want any marriage to feel good, to be wonderful and fulfilling, to enhance your life, to offer support and fulfillment, you have to create that You have to co-create that. You can improve that. You can decide, okay, you know, if, uh, if you want to take the, um, let's, let's imagine, you know, you're going on a long trip (laughs) in a car, some kind of vehicle, and you're stuck with this other person, right? If you know that you're going to be in this car for however many hours, days, months, years, you know, it's going to happen either way. So you can either <laughs> decide to create a pleasant, fun experience with this person in the car, or you can just ride it out and get to the destination, having never connected, having been quiet the whole time, having been uncomfortable and really just missing out on the thing. It's You don't have the option to kick the other person out of the car when we're talking about ourselves. <laughs> and our own, you know, human form, right? You are stuck on this journey with you. Why not then, if you're already married to yourself, if you're already going to be here till death do you part, why not make this a marriage that is fun, that is interesting, that feels good, that changes and enhances all of the other relationships? If you think loving other people is challenging, you can start anywhere, but like, Loving yourself and paying attention to your own marriage to yourself. This lifelong, to me, the marriage implies the lifelong commitment, the choice to constantly return to a lifelong commitment of loving ourselves, not a quick fix, not an arrival point, not, oh, yeah, I did that now. And, you know, we can forget about it. This is, I mean, if you're in a marriage or any kind of long relationship, You know that you don't just do it once (laughs) you don't just be like well I told her I loved her eight years ago so I guess that's that no one's going to be thrilled with that partnership right you want this to be the affection to be daily you want love languages to be spoken often right you're creating it it's a living thing that you are creating all the time And self marriage is that reminder when I say marriage, instead of just love, it's that reminder that I'm choosing to create this, there's a container that I am creating, I want this to be awesome, I want this to be the best marriage of my life, that it will enhance all other commitments I choose to make on this journey. So. I hope that you got a little something out of this. I hope that you felt the way I felt when someone said to me, I think your brain is making this a little more complicated than it needs to be. How would you want to be loved? If you're having a hard day, how would you want to be loved? You can always take the times where you didn't feel it. and just flip it around because sometimes, sadly, right, these wounds or these times where we weren't feeling appreciated, weren't feeling seen, you know, that can be the thing that just really we remember it more. But that's great. Start there and flip it. So if you didn't feel seen, how would you feel more loved? I want to feel seen. I want to be acknowledged. You know, how did it feel to be spoken to so shittily by somebody? Not good. I want more affection. I would like to speak to myself affectionately. That if you're gonna pick one, speaking to yourself with affection. Try that out, right? Just try that out. I it's challenging. I need to remind myself all the time. It's very easy for our self-talk to be critical, at, at the very least, even just neutral. Sometimes it can be downright scathing, right? Notice it. See if you can speak to yourself with kindness. Like reminding yourself that it's okay or telling yourself you did a good job at something. It might feel so uncomfortable. I think that's good. I think that means you could use a lot more of it. Right? Dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. And it is not as complicated as your brain might be making it out to be. (sighs) Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing the soft shoulder with a friend, shooting over an episode to them via text or whatever. Uh, It means the world to me when you share this work with others. It is super helpful. I appreciate it very much. I also Really appreciate your time and attention here. Give yourself that attention. Notice how you're feeling. It's a practice. It's a muscle. The more often you do these things, the the, the stronger that muscle gets. And when you think of self-marriage, you think of the long term, then you don't have to rush. It's a little bit every day, every day. And I can tell you, as someone who has been married to herself for over 20 years, this works. This has worked for me. This reminder that I'm in this long term, the acceptance also kind of that other A of acceptance comes in, in the times when I'm not able to serve up all the A's, I'm not able to really show up with the gifts. Sometimes life serves us some really hard seasons. And that's where acceptance comes in. That's where allowing comes in, you can still maybe find some affection in there, you know, Anyways, I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate how you are committed to loving yourself. This episode is brought to you by my new book, Crash Bloom, a creative guide for growing through your breakup. I have heard this makes an excellent gift for yourself. (laughs) If that's your love language, if you could use some self-love some empowering comfort in the form of a book or if someone that you know is going through a heartbreak um, of any kind really Crash Bloom uh, is there for you it's got lots of great illustrations activities journal prompts tons of compassion some personal stories it's brand new and it's available wherever you buy your books you can find it at crashbloom.com also um, and um Speaking of CrashBloom.com and my website in general, that was built by Allison Tar. AllisonTar.com is where you can go if you also have a website you would like to build. She speaks your language. If you're intimidated by this task and don't quite uh, know what to ask for, she's just speaking of languages and translation. Allison is excellent at that. She will be a fabulous guide for your project. And Lee Rosevere is responsible for this great music that we're listening to right now on every episode. Thank you to Lee. Take good care, dear listener. We will talk to you soon.